three in our study. Week three in our discipleship book. Hey, if you need a discipleship book still, we have copies. See me after the service and I'll get you set up so you can go through week four this week and then hear the message on Sunday. But if you don't get it, you say, no, I'm too busy. Okay, that's fine too. Um, and, then, and then you don't need to worry about getting one. And it's, it's no pressure either way. But we have them if you should uh, desire one, just, just so you know. Hey, also, on these, um, in this box, we've got shirts that many of you have ordered that say New Hope Community Church. And they're like your miniature advertisements all around the town. See, that's what I think. <laughs> When we, uh, when we passed these out and, and wanted to get them into your hands. So if you see me after the service, uh, we, can, we can pass those out. Okay, so thanks for being here. The Lord thanks you for being here. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that. He loves you that much. And he, he loves you so much that he doesn't, he doesn't let us stay like we are. And we come to a realization more and more that he's leading the charge, ultimately, uh, on this earth and in heaven. Oh, it seems pretty grim and, and pretty doom-like, but he has overcome sin and death. We will as well for those that know him as Lord and Savior. That's encouraging. So Jesus, today, we ask your blessing upon the message today. We ask, Holy Spirit, that this would be your words and not my own. Help me to be the messenger that would deliver your words and not mess it up. Jesus, I pray your blessing that people that come here with a heavy heart today would find peace, would find comfort, because Jesus, you are God. You are the first and the last. Nothing takes you by surprise. And as we learned last week, you, you always were and always are. You are the great I am. So thank you. Prepare our hearts and minds to see what you have for us today, Jesus. In your most precious, wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. So... Last week, oh, by the way, there's a quick meeting after church last night. I'm going, I, I can't forget to say this. I can't forget to say this. We had a meeting, the family meeting last week, but we forgot to do something. <laughs> Vote. <laughs> Whoa, that's, uh, that's kind of big for a, a small meeting. Um, yeah, so we'll just have unfinished business carried over today for five minutes. We'll vote on the budget and then go forward. But of course, have a budget on hand. If you weren't here and you're a member and you need a budget in order to vote and to be okay and to know which way you're, you're going to vote. Um, that'll be right after church. Hey, so uh, last week, week two, the memory verse, John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. So I hope we, we really understood that abiding and dwelling and taking Jesus to, to work with us and out on walks and to the store is paramount. It's paramount in terms of abiding and dwelling. So we would have his words, his purpose, his desires on the forefront of our minds and our hearts. So, mucho importante. I'm learning Spanish and I've got that down. Mucho importante. Um, I need a class, but occasionally I'll surprise you. Like I'll, 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 I'll say, poquito. Okay, I think that means really small. But certainly not after the word dessert. <laughs> okay, um, that's just a struggle that you know I have. One of my addictions that I'm, I'm going to be overcoming, uh, Lord willing, um, on this earth before Jesus returns. Anyway, hey, a picture of your life last week. The Father's the vine dresser. Remember, he, he prunes he prunes those of us Christians who profess Jesus as Lord. He prunes us, even though we're bearing fruit, 
trials come and different circumstances come into our lives, he prunes us so we can bear more fruit. It's kind of a unique system, but after we've walked with him for a while, it's like, yeah, no other way usually will set in and, and, and rear its not-so-pleasant, ugly head at times, not referring to God, but just a situation, to where we, we then adhere to him even more. Because we need him for all things. When things are going well, we don't realize that. It's like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. I'll go to church, I'll get there, I'll get there, it's all right. Things are good. But then when something happens, it's like, where are you, Jesus? Where are you? I know I left you here somewhere. And if he's in your heart, he never left. But he feels quite distant. Jesus is the vine. That's who we're dwelling, abiding in. And the branches are, are you and me? Those are missing some fruit. <laughs> no bueno. No bueno. Okay, second word. Uh, yeah, no bueno. Uh, no good. Because we're, we're called to bear fruit. And in that verse 8 last week, which we'll review today, it says that we're to bear much fruit to prove our intimacy and relationship with Jesus. It doesn't save us, but it, but it shows people a sign that that's who we belong to is Jesus and that's who we follow. So we just, we don't ever, works don't save. Not of works, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Not of works, grace of God that saves us. But this is what's the expectant that comes after. Ephesians 2, 10, we're called to do good works. Good works. Yeah, that's the Eastern accent. If I think somebody's getting bored, or if I think it's just getting too long, I'm talking too much, it's just it kind of keeps our, our brain maybe a little more fresh and going, golly, we've got 25 more minutes of this? This is a lot. Okay, so anyway, so we're, yeah, we're called to bear fruit. And, uh, and then a vine, a branch that's on the vine that doesn't bear any fruit, never, never bears fruit. That was Judas, we said. That was Judas last week because we said it would be better for him, the scripture said, for him not even to be born. That, 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 that kind of branch would be cut off. Not knowing the Lord. That's a tough passage. It's like, golly, that's, that's tough. Okay, well, that's revealed. Let's go, let's go forward here. You know, I get nervous with the cartoon because sometimes it's received well. Sometimes it's like a courtesy laugh. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll get mature with that someday. Hey, look at this. Okay, so if we're on earth to help others, how do I go about becoming an other? You know? I just really laughed at, at, at home, of course. And I was, so, yeah. How do I go about becoming an other if everybody's supposed to help me? Okay, that's kind of cute. Anyway, hey, hey, today, James 1.22. Big idea today. This was in your study discipleship book for this week. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. So I put WW, and that's not for like World Wrestling Federation, even though I do like watching that. Oh my goodness, and I'm all, it's the only rabbit I'm going to chase all day. I was there at SmackDown on a Friday night in Phoenix, and um, it was like three or four years ago, and uh, Roman Reigns, anybody know Roman Reigns? Yeah, Roman Reigns, yeah, yeah. If you're like, uh, yeah, if you've seen him, you're like, going, wow, what a tremendous physical specimen. Anyway, that's too much information. Uh, but uh, he was just sweaty and, and, and grimy and he'd been wrestling and fighting and, of course, winning, um, at, least, at least that Friday night. And um, true story, he takes off his glove and it's dripping with sweat. And uh, I'm in like the eighth row because we got really good tickets. And uh, he throws it out and it falls right into my chest, kind of like a perfectly thrown ball. Okay, uh, who's, the, uh, who's the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback? Mahomes, kind of like from Mahomes to me. And I just, I caught it. And uh, I ended up giving it to the, uh, the gentleman next to me. Uh, that, that, that really is why we were there, uh, who wanted to go. And uh, all the way out of the, of the stadium, um, 
or of the arena that we were in, people were commenting about, hey, do you want to sell that? Hey, do you want to sell this? And they, you know, the guy I was with was like, no, 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 no. I'm keeping this. Anyway, so WW had nothing to do with anything in the sermon, but I chased a rabbit, and uh, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a quick rabbit. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving yourself. Now, when James says that, the word, the word couldn't be referring to the New Testament. It wasn't put together yet. So what we, what we know about the word is James, who we'll learn about, was the half-brother of somebody very special. <laughs> um, he, he would have walked with Jesus. And so they, he would have had the word from Jesus, the new covenant, the way. Jesus came in that new covenant to forgive us to forgive people of their sins, not just a temporary covering, the blood of bulls and goats. No, 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 no. Uh, the final atonement for our sin. So James would have been talking about that message. James, as you'll see, is on the apostolic level, okay? We got some churches today that are apostolic churches, and they believe that there are apostles today. But I, I, I don't see that in, in the text and how that would be defined for those that walked with Jesus and encountered Jesus uh, on earth. So I, I wouldn't see it like, uh, like that exactly. But uh, we don't disrespect people that have that belief. We just believe differently. So anyway, so we've got that. And then because we're going to see their, their Jews that were scattered, um, they're going to have like the, uh, the Torah, okay, the Old Testament, and so, and so this is when he says word, we're going to have to think of oh, the word of Jesus. And then we're going to see his, his message today that's kind of directly from Jesus because it's Holy Spirit inspired. Now for us, the word is the canon, the whole New Testament, the whole Old Testament. That's for us. But we're looking at the time there when it was written. It's like, yeah, define this for me better so I know the context and I'll be the better for it. Okay, sure. That's why we took some time to do that. Pastor, did you take all of your medicine this morning? Because just, you know, just, I don't know. Okay, hey, so here we go. So James writes to Jews who were knee-deep in the Torah teaching. Bless you. James knew that his fellow Jews would be able to follow the law outwardly. However, their hearts were far from God. You ever do that? You make others seem like pretty good Christian, pretty upright, but when you leave or you go somewhere else, you're going, I've got the worst thoughts. And would you be quiet? I wish you would just stop talking or stop breathing. I mean, anybody else besides me kind of get those kind of thoughts? Yeah. Well, it's no different back then, okay? James knew that his fellow Jews would be able to follow the law outwardly. However, their hearts were far from God. James was also an apostle, not in the original 12, not in the original 12 of Jesus. This is all reflected in his writing, and in our text today, you'll see in verse 25, it talks about the perfect law, the law of liberty. To us, that's all the scriptures. To them, it would have been, as I said, the teachings of Jesus, and it would have been the Holy Spirit's inspiration to work in and through James to give this message. And that's why we're going to look at it so closely. Okay, let's go on. The problem of not being a doer. Because it says, don't just be a doer only. Or, sorry, don't just be a hearer only, but be a doer. So obviously there's a problem there. Obviously there's a big problem there. The problem of not being a doer. We hear but we don't do. And the problem is, and I speak for myself, uh, first and foremost, we audit many of the teachings that we receive. What does that mean? We audit, we audit the teachings. Because some of us, like you're going, hey, I was at church today, but I can't get home to wait for my podcast. And then at 6 o'clock, I got another podcast. And then I got an Old Testament podcast. I can't, I can't wait to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. 
Well, the problem is if I audit it, if I audit the hearing and the class and the teaching, I'm not doing. You audit a class, you sit through it, but you don't do anything. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It sure does. So I can just, I hunger for more messages. I hunger for more messages. Golly, I wish Charles Stanley was still alive. Well, they still play him six times a day. You can still hear him. He's a beautiful speaker. But some of us get so wrapped up and we just hear, 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 hear. And we just audit it. And scripture says that that's, you're just deceiving yourself. You're playing some trickery in your own brain, and your own heart. Be careful not to do it that way. Look at what it looks like. What I think it looks like. Look at what it looks like if I just keep hearing. If I keep hearing and not doing. Which I'm really good at. I'm really, really good at. My head gets puffy. <laughs> That's the sign of a big brain. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, note to self. We'll take that slide out for next time. Um, so, yeah. So, big head. Lots of knowledge. Step right up. Step right up. I'll probably answer your question when you come and have a question for me. Otherwise, I'll say I'll get back to you. We like this idea of being the Bible answer man. We just like that. And, and what it does, 1 Corinthians 8, 1, knowledge puffs up, but, but love builds up. And the way we, we understand love is by being a doer of God's word, not just a hearer. Oh my goodness, it's so strange. We can take so much in but if we're not willing to, to do it, we've circumvented, we've short-circuited the system. And we lose out on what we're going to see is God's blessing. His blessing, his best for us. The way he designed us to walk with him on this earth. Let's not cheat ourselves of that anymore. No mas? No mas? Huh? 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 No mas? No more? Hey, James, chapter 1, verse 19 to 27. To who, when, what? And you see the scripture there we're going to cover in this short time that we have. About James. About James. The author. Check this out. Half-brother of Jesus. My grandfather, who was Catholic for a long time, did not like to hear that Mary had other children. Stop that. Nope. Must be somebody else. Sorry. She had several children. Half-brother of Jesus, Mark 6, 3. James didn't believe his brother to be the Messiah until after the resurrection. So we've got text. Might be in Acts 7. I didn't write it down. But I can get back to you and, and tell you exactly where it's at. His brother didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah until after the resurrection. And so that, that, I guess that makes it why he was a later apostle that kind of filled a seat. It kind of makes, makes sense there. Became the leader of the Jerusalem church or in the Jerusalem church, Acts 15.3. Was an associate of the apostles, Galatians 1.19. And according to Josephus, James was martyred in AD 62. So he died for his brother's cause, Jesus. There's a lot of the apostles, 11 out of the original 12, that died for their faith. At least that's the conjecturing thought from the historians. This Jesus must be, must be pretty special that they would die for him. And yet I think of myself and the persecution that I get if a neighbor doesn't want to talk about Jesus and they walk away. I get what they call rear-end hurt. There's a different word for it. And I sit there for about a half hour and just pout about how my pride, how I got just turned away, how somebody just wanted to ignore me. And I get all hurt about that. Yet people would die and did die 
for Jesus. Have you seen the movie, The End of the Spear? Where those missionaries went to that tribe. They ended up dying for their faith gladly. They didn't want one person to perish without Christ. Look up End of the Spear and watch it. Oh my goodness, it's, it's amazing. Just amazing it is. To who? Who is James writing to? In verse 1, James 1, verse 1 or verse 2, it says the 12 tribes scattered abroad. It's like, well, wait, he's writing to Jews who were scattered. So they were scattered. The 10 tribes in the northern kingdom were scattered in 722 B.C. by the Assyrians. But then some of those tribe members came back to Judah, the remaining two tribes that were in the southern kingdom, and became 12 tribes again. But then Judah was overtaken by the Babylonians, by the Babylonians in 586. And so all the tribes got scattered then. All the tribes got scattered then. All the tribes got scattered then. I stayed with one thought because my wife has convinced me that, that men can't multitask. And so I thought if I just stayed with that thought, I wouldn't embarrass myself. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's to who. So we got Jews that are making their way um, out in Mesopotamia, out in what will be known as the Roman kingdom and culture. A lot of them were taken back as slaves to the Romans. And that was an ugly scene. But they're out. They're scattered. There's a remnant. God told there would be a remnant. They're making a living. Okay? Say, I'm going to do this and do that. And he talks about it in the book. So, yeah. So, those... Uh, and then they become born again under the teachings of, of Christ. And, uh, and after Jesus, of course, made that sacrifice and, and resurrected. When was this? When was this writing? 41 to 45 A.D. Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. That's when this was written. And we know that because James was part of the Jerusalem Council in A.D. 49, Acts 15. That's not mentioned. And it probably would have been mentioned. So it's like the earliest book in the New Testament written. Is that kind of cool? Studying that one today? I think it is. Yeah, little things like that just, just get you excited. Uh, and then what kind of addressed what here? Uh, look at the bottom statement here. James was known as James the Just because his devotion to righteousness. So he's going to be really crisp and succinct with this scripture. He's really going to tell it like it is, not pull any punches. So we've got great truth revealed to us today by God's word. Here we go. But be doers of the word. Not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Check this out. Let's pretend pastor has another job and he's an architect. He's an architect. And pastor has all the tools for architecture. But pastor never designs anything. Partly maybe because he's lazy or this or that. I don't know. I don't think pastor's really an architect. He's got the tools, but he just never puts them forth. I guess that could be the same with somebody that's a home builder and a construction. They never build a home. They're not really a builder. They just have the tools. And James says that's a problem. James says that's a, that's a big problem. I need some people to look up some scripture. Because if James, if James wrote this book to the 12 tribes scattered who became born-again Christians, scattered all over the Roman world, many in captivity uh, uh, with the Romans, we got to see and do the litmus test. 
we got to do the acid test here about what James is writing. He says, be doers. So who will look this scripture up, please, first? James 1, 2 through 4. Somebody look it up. Somebody just do it. And, and uh, I even have a mic if you need it. Stand up. Stand up. Turn around. One, two, two, uh, two three, four. Give this gentleman a hand. Come on now. This is not easy stuff. Turn around. Turn around. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of, uh, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Thank you. Give him a hand. You got the next one, too. It's coming up. You got the next one, too. That was that good. We're not going to get him off the hook with that easy. Okay, so when you get trials, when you get trials, consider him joy. Not in the trial. That's crazy. Oh, thank you that I'm almost broke. Thank you, Lord, that I've got this, this hideous disease. Uh, well, well, yeah. No, no. Be thankful. Consider it joy that lastly, it's going to produce maturity, completeness, and develop patience in my life. That's what we have a chance to thank the Lord for. That's what we can be joyous about. Now, to be a doer would, have, would be that attitude and to go through that. To be a hearer, it's like, what is up with you? Do you not see I'm suffering? Get on with the program. I deserve favor. Maybe you do, but he's designed that trials would be the thing that would grow us. So we want to be a doer, consider trials joyful because they'll develop perseverance and patience and you'll have maturity in him and not lack nothing, nothing. Please stand again because you're really, you're really good. Look at this one. Ninth, oh, this is a toughie. Yes. Okay. Don't mind me. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the, right, uh, the righteous life. I, th I think it says righteous. Uh, life that God desires. That. Thank you. Yeah, give him a hand. That's right. That's right. Wow. Quick to hear, slow to speak. Well, I've got that <laughs> turned around in my mind. <laughs> um, and then slow to become angry. So if that's what we'll do and be a doer for, we're going to see it produces blessing in our family, blessing in our intimacy with Jesus, and also blessing at the Bema seat that comes for Christians after we die, born again. It's a good time because to be absent from the body of the Apostle, the Apostle Paul says to be present with Christ. Amen and hallelujah. Case closed. Okay, so, so yeah. But hey, if you get ticked real easy and you let people know it and you walk around, you know, and you're throwing things, you know, and people are scared, um, well, that's not being a doer. That's, 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 that's not of God's word. <laughs> I don't know what word, but it's a scary word. So just a little check. Just a little check of what's going to bring blessing. I'm an angry person. I've always been an angry person. My dad taught me that. Okay, then, then, then call, call pastor, and we'll get you set up with some, a Christian counselor. Yeah, he's in the back. Christian counselor. That's really, really good. That's really good. And so we've got those resources. Be a doer. Be a doer because it's going to bring blessing on this earth. And there's a lot of things on this earth that doesn't bring blessing. Brings utter destruction and chaos and... Ugh! Jesus, come please! Last one, last but not least. You got one more in you? Yeah. Okay, stand up please. I believe this is on two pages. On two pages? Okay, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so uh, prevalent 
and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Wow. Yeah, good job. Good job. That whole moral fail thing is talked about again in verse 27. And, you know, we just gloss over it. Yeah, 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 we're not supposed to be part of the world. Yeah, go on. And I don't know the last time my wife and I prayed about to be in the world, to be loving people for Christ, but to become unstained by the world. When's the last time we prayed that? Never. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Too busy taking in more word. Too busy hearing. Not enough doing. And, and, and you wonder why pastor sometimes has problems. You know, it's just, it's just a fact. Be a doer. Take in less hearing. Do more doing. And watch how God multiplies the blessing of the fruits of the Spirit, acting out, finding his peace like never before. Oh my goodness gracious, yes. Okay, we're only through one verse. We must work faster. It's 10 to 11. We must go faster. And we will. We will do this. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. Now, when it says natural face in a mirror, that, that the Greek suggests heavily scrutinizing the face And what you see and don't see on the face. He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at once. Forgets what he was like. So this is that bad thing again. About that not being a doer, but a hearer. So when we take in... You go, there's got to be an easier way, Pastor. If you take in the word and the Lord brings conviction into your life, sometimes you go, i got to go home and change some things. And at this service, you're under great conviction. Great conviction. Because the power of God, his word and the Holy Spirit is working. So you're going, Wow. I need, I need to take these minuses because I see these minuses stand that I'm, I'm deficient in serving my wife in some places. I got the conviction from the Holy Spirit in the service here. Wow, wow. And then there's some other things that were brought up in the service that are quite interesting that I'm also convicted about. And I just, I just face that, that test, that conquest, that, that challenge to, to do something about it. There's some things in my life that I should be confessing because I'm not seeing the Holy Spirit. I'm not walking with God who is the light perfectly. So there's some things. I got some blemishes and I should be, I should be confessing these. I'm sure convicted at the service. I'm sure convicted. And uh, it's like, wow, Oh, yeah, I've got some issues. And that's what, the, that's what Scripture helps us point out. We've got, some, we've got some issues going on. So, but what this Scripture says is I see it. I realize it. I've got to go home and make some changes. I've got to make it right when I leave these doors. I really should because I'm not walking in the blessed way. That's going to bring, well, it's going to bring peace and joy to my life. But what's, what is said, if I just, if I just hear... I got this conviction, and I look in the mirror, and I see it, and I leave, and I leave, and I immediately forget. Guess what? It, it stays here. It stays here. I come back next week, and it stays here. Uh, Pastor, you still got those blemishes. <laughs> How'd the week go? Uh, don't, don't even ask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or it's just like, uh, another week. Not helping the wife. Another week, not, not being that servant and loving her as Jesus loved his bride and died for her. You see, that's the comparison. That's the illustration. If you leave and you just don't do anything about what God's revealed to do, it's messy. 
You come back with all this. Some of us come back week after week after week and nothing, no application. Probably a very few, because I know you. You guys are wonderful. But probably a very few, uh, pastor included. And you're like going, you've got weeks and weeks of no application. Weeks and weeks of unconfessed sin. Look at your face. <laughs> Get to a dermatologist. <laughs> Trust me, that's not what we're recommending here. <laughs> it's a spiritual problem, but you can kind of see there. So anyway, the mirror is a true reflection of myself. I may have some conviction at church while reading the word because I'm following the Spirit's lead, but then it quickly goes away. Matter of fact, I can, I can almost assure you that I can get outside of church and then some things of work creep in or some things come up with the family or something, and I'm on a different track till the next week. God says, watch out for that. That's going to cause you pain. That's going to cause you great pain. After carefully looking at my face, I find issues to deal with and ignore them when I, when I leave. All right, let's go back and make sense of the rest of this scripture um, due to our time here. Verse 25 but the one who looks into the perfect law. Did you know the Old Testament is referred to as the law? So is the New Testament. Different kind of law, but still a law. You'll find that in Romans 3.27. The law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. And New King James says, but a doer of the work he will be blessed in his doing. So interesting. So if we look into the new covenant, we look into the teachings of Jesus, now what we have is his whole word, after the 300s, that was after the New Testament was canonized, we've got the whole word to look at, and we, we look at that and we're a doer of that, we're going to be blessed in our doing. We're going to find things just work out. Scheduling works out just a little bit better. Dialogue and intimacy with the family works out a little bit better. Let's be straight. A lot bit better. A lot bit better. That's the promise there in verse 25. And then look at this. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. So wait a second. So if I don't speak any life to you or to others, and it's all day long, and if I don't do anything that would give you the impression that I belong to Jesus that comes out of my mouth, it says that I've got a different religion. I don't have Christ who transforms, who has justified me because of faith alone and him alone. I've got a different religion, this says. If you act like the world, you're going to manifest the world to others. When you get some time, look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. It talks about exactly that. You're either going to manifest Jesus when you walk out, or manifest the world, the devil, when you walk out. Perfect text, perfect passage uh, for that. And then here, last but not least, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this. To, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Wow. Liz, when was the last time we prayed that we just would not become so part of the world that people would not see Jesus or any part of Jesus? When's the last time we prayed that again? Never. Yeah, never. Never. But again, being a doer, we've got the request here. Look at this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction. This is a care group. This is a care group who, not by their choice, have some really bad circumstances. So if there's any part of you that wants to support big brother, big sister, wants to support an orphan in some way, or actually come alongside a widow in some way, you're blessed. 
It's like some of the most righteous living we can demonstrate in Christ's power and his way and in his blessing. Let's just keep that as we look to be doers this week. And then finally, the challenge at the bottom of your paper. The challenge here. From last week, challenge one. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Being doers of the word. Now this next one, please, please close your eyes if you trust me or trust somebody around you. Please close your eyes. So I want you to take this in. It's a, it's a, it's a little message from the Sermon on the Plain. Huh? Well, there's a Sermon on the Mount where Jesus has his beautiful, brilliant teaching. And then in Luke, he says, Sermon on the Plain. It's, some people say it's the same event. I think it's a separate event for sure. They call it the Sermon on the Plain. A lot of it parallels, of course, what he taught in the Sermon on the Mount. But here, here's the challenge. Listen to this. Let me be a doer when I leave here. Let me not forget. Look in the mirror and forget what I look like. No, no mas, no more. Here we go. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream broke against the house and it could not shake it because it had been well built. Doers of the word. If you can take in a bunch and be a hearer and a doer, more power to you. And the Lord's given some of you that capacity. I know he has, without a doubt. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. I gotta tell you, we, we find a time and place where maybe, maybe divorce doesn't have to be the option. Maybe being a doer and praying to not become part of the world could be paramount in that. So Lord, today, give us that as our music players come and we finish this service. This is what week three of discipleship, discipleship training birthed. Where are we with you, Jesus? What is it that's, that's ultra-powerful in your word as a doer that comes back to bless us, making us feel better than any three-scoop Sunday? It just does. The other has such a temporal effect. Oh, it feels good for a moment. But Lord, to, to bask in your word, to know what it is to sum up all the commands into one command, have love for one another. Lord, help us to live this out. And help us to see the things around us in the world that look so attractive in the flesh grow strangely dim to preserve our life, spiritually speaking, physically speaking. Lord, if there's anyone here today that would want to just dedicate their life to becoming a, a doer, more of a doer. Uh, indicate that by hands going up. Just hands. Anybody else want to be more of a doer? Oh, yeah. There's three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Yeah, seven, eight. Okay. So we've got, we've got about nine people that want to do more in terms of not do physical work more but have intimacy with you to pray for others more to to do things not overtly necessarily but covertly behind the scenes 
where we just spend time with you to have your word permeate our heart and mind and then we'd have a brainstorm with you, Lord, that would show us where to apply it and what to apply. Help us today, Lord. Help us to see that you make the difference in our life. Lord, if there's anyone here that would just want prayer, would want to come forward and just pray with somebody, help some of our prayer support team to come forward. James and Philip and Liz and Ken and, and others that want to come forward and just would receive anybody that would come. That would be helpful. Somebody who, who Lord, doesn't know you as Lord who wants to see a taste what this good blessing is all about. Let that person, those people come forward. But during this song, make that an opportunity where people can show you they mean business. And that's one way that, that we do that. It's by stepping out of our comfort zone and not be ashamed of you, Jesus. Let's sing a verse and do that. Please stand. Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, where fears are still.
We trust that the Lord is doing something in your life right now. And that's precious. After the service, if you want to come forward and pray or talk about anything, let's do just that. I would like to, to close the service with something uh, something that's been on my heart, and I bet it's on your heart. But we've got we've got a lot of trouble in the Middle East. Let's let's take a moment and pray. The scripture is, is very clear uh, who Israel is. And the promise is still that he will fulfill with Israel. We have people that are serving on the U.S. military that are in harm's way. And uh, people in this, in this church. So, so let's take a moment and pray and then we'll dismiss. We'll dismiss doers and know that it changes everything. So Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to do do-overs. Thank you, Lord, that if we believe and you've impressed upon our heart to confess something, that we would take action. We would uh, we would heed that. And we would uh, make it so we're, there's nothing hindering our personal walk with you, that we could walk in the light as you are in the light. Help us to lead our families in this quest, Jesus. Lord, I pray for um, uh, Israel. I pray, Lord, for their, for their protection. I pray, Lord, for your sustainment of them as, as they're a big part of our future. I pray for those in, in all regions that are not born again. We've got missionaries, Christian missionaries in Hamas. Protect them. Keep them safe. And also help them have an influence like no other time when they can talk to people about coming to you, Jesus. Keep our loved ones safe especially Robert Jr. Keep him safe and uh, in his service. And Lord, as this escalates, help us to see that you've got this. Colossians chapter 1, you've got this. In, in and through you, Jesus, all things were created and are created. And in you, all things are sustained. So we'll just give this to you, knowing that we've prayed today. And we thank you for hearing us in your precious name.